Konisti. How are ye? Welcome back to the Candlelit Tales podcast. This is an Irish mythology podcast where we share stories from Ireland's ancient past and we talk about them. And this week, we wanted to share this story again. This is an old podcast and this is a very, very old story. Because sometimes when we are feeling desperate and cornered and hopeless, there is an invitation to retreat into a kind of imagined past where we all looked the same and we all thought the same and there was no conflict and there was no division. And that's a cute story, but it's not a true story. All of the stories of this mythology are a little more complicated than that. And in particular, this story of Kesser, the first person to arrive on this island, the first people to walk this land, is a reminder that we are not the ones who get to decide. Who's allowed to stay? And who needs to go? We are all guests on this island. It is the land that shelters us and supports us and nourishes us. And it is our responsibility to be good stewards and custodians of that land for whatever people live here in the future. Whatever their names, whatever their languages, whatever cultures come, this has always been an island filled with people whose ancestors came from a long, long way away. It's an old story. It's an old recording of a story. It's the story of the very first. The story of Kesser. A long, long, long time ago, there was a land before the Great Flood. A land that had culture, they shared stories, and some even say there was a great civilization in lands gone beyond the lands we know today. And in the land of Merrow, they say one woman built three great boats. This woman's name was Kesser. Her father, Bith, had, some say, a brother named Noah. And when word came to them that the great flood was coming, many panicked, many sought refuge in the gods, many exclaimed and wondered why they were being so punished. Not Noah. He built a great ark, but did not let anyone in it. Only his animals. So some say. But Bith's daughter, Kesser, was a strong and fearless leader, and she gathered her people around her and reassured them that they could survive any great tide that raised. 
in great boats they would be in, living if they needed, but they would find a way to survive. They among them gathered and elected an idol who would see into the future for them and let them know what to look for. She gathered together three times fifty women of skill and art and cunning and wisdom and a heart to find where they were going for. Their idol told them, Inish Fall, the island of destiny, awaited them if they could survive this flood. So fifty women went into three great arcs that were made, and Kesser only brought three men with her. Her father, Bith, her brother, Ladra, a great pilot, and her husband, Fintan. But amongst all of the women that she brought from all of the lands from all over the world, there was German, Espa, Alba, Trieg, Gothia, Barfind, and Kesser. They took to their boats then, and then they went sailing as the rains came down. And as the lands flooded, They saw great rivers full with water washing down from the great mountains to meet the sea that crashed their waves back and rose up the land, snaking its way along the landscape to make sure it was all submerged under a deep watery grave. They saw nothing for days but water washing and splashing around them. They barely had sight to keep themselves above the water that was crashing off the side of their great boats. But Ladra, the great strong pilot and brother to Kesser, he kept their ark steady, and the two beside him sailed out across the horizon, filled with nothing no islands, just the skies and clouds and stars at night above them. As they watched and looked and wandered around the landscape, they had a way of finding how to go to the north by following the stars. And gradually they saw the water go back in places. And as it receded, they saw islands and people belonging to them, but it was not Inishfall, the land of destiny. They had not found their island yet, and so they kept searching. Near seven years had gone by since they had lived in these great arcs, and then they got to a place where they thought they might see land poking out from the top of the water and the waves that crashed around them. But as they got closer, the winds gathered and a storm blew in. And as the water receded for a wave to crash behind, they realized they were being thrown up against great mountain peaks below the water. A huge storm crashed them up against the Alps. And two of the boats were submerged and crashed and brought down to drown. But Ladra, the great pilot, 
Well, he brought that great boat riding up over a wave so they may maintain a way to get out of that alive. And that they did with Kesser and Bith and Finton and the women on his boat, amounting to 50 in total. They survived that storm. But it got harder after that. The loss of life hit them all, a sorrow deep. So fragile was their existence now, they were not sure could they get to their destination and fulfill the destiny that this island promised them. Finally they landed, after seeing black sandy deserts for so long, they landed on the north side of Spain. And one day, Kesser went climbing a tall tower early in the morning and the sun shining through the window gave her a vision of an emerald island just beyond the horizon. And whether she saw it with the eye of a hawk or she felt a vision inside her mind that brought her forth towards that island, we do not know. But she packed up her ark and got her people to row out to the horizon once again. It was that bit harder to move, and once another storm hit them, they were discouraged once more as the winds harried them and the waves crashed, but Ladra, the pilot, he kept them safe, but in doing so he hurt himself with a fall, crashing his leg and breaking it in three places. They managed survive that storm till the winds calmed and they coasted towards an island now emerald in their eyes. As the sun shone off the sea, the water that was wet and lapping about them, they wished away as they saw this land come their way. And soon they got to the south part of Ireland, Dunmark and Kesser. With the agility of a brilliant salmon leapt from the boat and with a great somersaulting leap she landed lightly on the sand of Ireland. And when her feet fell on this land, the first footfall of any one person to ever at all come to this island, three lakes sprung up as if to welcome Kesser and her people to this island. The island of destiny was theirs, they thought. And so they dismounted, unpacked, and brought sheep from the boats as well. And now fifty women and three men set about cutting down some trees, setting up some modest huts, stalls for their sheep, and some way to survive by gathering clean drinking water. Everything they did, they thought, was to secure their life for a long time in living in this land. And so they separated in three groups. They thought it best to leave themselves with one man in each. And so Bith and Barfind were one group, Ladra and Alba the other, and Kesser and Finton the last. These were the pairings, but each also had sixteen other women to satisfy and please as best the man could. 
Now, Biff thought this a mightiful, generous present, but he was old and his heart soon gave out for the taxing vexations of trying to keep these women satisfied. No easy feat, even if it was just for the one of them. But regardless of how he died, he certainly died with a smile on his lips. And so they split into two groups, now Alba and Ladra with Kesser and Finton in the other group, 25 women to one man. Well, Ladra had never fully recovered from his nasty injury, and as it festered and his wounds got worse, he was not able to fulfil his duties, much to the dismay of all of the women. He was simply not up to the task. And so now, Kesser... Well, watched her husband be the only man, and now fifty women would demand his attention, and Finton took one look at those wonderful women from all over the world, all the races upon them, from every generation. They had something to give this land, and take an exchange, and craft, and culture, and create something new here. Well, Finton looked at them, all of them standing there expectantly for him, and he ran away. He ran for the hills. He could not face them. He ran till he came to a cave. He hid in this cave, and he dreamt of the flood returning. He knew he could not satisfy their bodies and occupy their minds, and none of that should fall on one man to do anyway. He simply ran away into a cave. And some say he leapt from a great height and dove into the ocean. Some say that was a dream. And when he was dreaming, he saw fins and scales and opened his eyes with fish eyes. For when he woke, he was a salmon. And he stayed in that form for 300 years. And though he watched the world go underwater once more and the water wash away the traces of Kesser and her 49 women with her, he saw the land remembered and the land had retained the trace of them still. And so he closed his eyes and remembered still to open with surprise and love and eagerness and with a thrill he soared. Eagle wings now flared as he stretched them out wide, talons clawing the wind. His eyes spotted other people coming from the south, from far away, huge giants in his eyes. And so Finton stayed in the island of destiny. His own destiny would be to watch and see and wait and shape-shift and change with the seasons and the times and the decades and the centuries as he would be the one stable, solid observer for all the people who came and all the peoples who washed away and all the peoples who still come to this island today.